many of you are glad that prayer makes a difference? Yes. Praise God. You know, the atmosphere in the room just completely changed when you started praying for one another. What does prayer do? Prayer brings the presence of God into our circumstance. Amen? Especially when it's done in love like it was just done. Especially when it's done in faith. Oh, man, what a blessing. How many praying moms do we have here today? I'm sure glad my mom was a praying mom. You know, I, many of you know that I grew up Catholic, but, you know, it's, uh, it's not so much what denomination you are, it's who you're hooked up with. Amen? And it's not so much necessarily to get your, all your words just right, but it's just a heart of love and a heart of compassion for people. And I know my mom prayed regularly for me. And praise God, she prayed me right out of the fire. I mean, literally, she prayed me right out of hell. And uh, praise God. So I stand today uh, for a great, great reasons because of the prayers of my mom. And so moms, don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on your grandchildren. Just don't give it. just does not matter what their circumstance might be. I mean, they might even be in jail. How many of you know that there's no bars too big for our God? Amen. Amen? Or maybe you haven't heard from a while, heard from them for a while. Listen, God is moving. When moms pray, God is moving. Amen? Amen. So this morning, just for a little while today, I want to I talk to everyone about having grace and favor uh, for your race. For your life. It's extremely important. You know, uh, the angel uh, came to Mary, and Gabriel made quite an announcement, and she was taken by surprise. And here's what Gabriel said. said, He said, O favored one, endued with grace, the Lord is with you. Now, I love the word endued. It means to furnish or to equip with a gift, quality or faculty. To be endued means to have an exceptional ability for a particular kind of action. He said grace and favor. And favor basically is the influence on a person that will strengthen them with power as Mary begins her journey to be pregnant and to be the mother of Jesus. How many of you know she needed some strength? And so Mary began her days relying on God. And one of the last things that the angels said to Mary is, with God, nothing shall ever be impossible, for no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Oh, man, that's good news. And so what did Mary say? Mary said, be it unto me. According to the word of God, behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord, and I will receive exactly what you're saying to me. In the years that followed Mary's life, did she not strongly and heavily rely on the grace of God? So moms, just for a moment, I want to address you. I'm exhorting you to do as Mary did. Number one, to receive from the Lord his grace and favor upon you. Because I believe this, that God is fully equipping you 
with an exceptional ability and aptitude to be a mother, regardless of the ages of your children. Secondly, I want to exhort you to believe that no word from God regarding you and your children will be without power or impossible to fulfill. How many of you know there's much in the Word of God about you and your children? The Bible says if you will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. But not only you, but how about your whole house? Amen. And then declare yourself to be the handmaid of the Lord. And just open up your heart afresh and anew this Mother's Day to receive all that he has for you. All the ladies in the church, please declare this with me. I am your handmaiden. In all that I do, I do it as unto you. I receive all the callings and the purposes for which you've created me to fulfill. And then fourthly, I exhort you to look to the Lord as the source for everything. For wisdom, for peace, for finances. For everything that you need in life, look to Him. And then lastly, never stop being a blessing to others. Even if your children are gone, and even if your children are living in another state, you're a blessing to them. But you know what? God will bring spiritual children to you. God will bring someone that you can just take under your wing, take under your arm, and speak words of life to them. There's a lot of hurting people out there. And there is a lot of people that look to women of high integrity and of high character that can be examples of the love of God to them. And everyone said amen. Amen. And so I want to address all of us today. I want to talk to you about grace for our race. In Romans 8.31... The scripture says, if God be for us, who can be against us? I like what one gentleman said. He said it this way. If God is for you, what difference does it make who's against you? You know, when someone comes along and and they say, well, can you do me a favor? It means they're asking you to do something for them that they cannot do for themselves. Now, listen. Moms, men, everyone in the room, favor makes a difference. His grace is sufficient for you. His grace has brought you thus far. And His grace will take you all the way to the finish line. You know, Webster's defines grace and favor as an advantage for success. And I love this great definition of favor... It means to support, to endorse, to assist, to make easier, to provide with advantages, and to show special privileges. How many of you like some special privileges? How many of you like some special favor at Macy's? How many of you would like some special favor today at the dining room? Amen? Special favor. And I just love this statement. Listen to this. Favor opens doors creates opportunities, 
turns adversaries into allies, accelerates progress, and brings great blessings, favor is the birthright of every believer. Say it with me. Favor and grace belong to me. Let's look at a couple verses this morning. Look at Acts chapter 4 in verse 33. Thank you, Lord, today for speaking to us through the book and by your spirit as we celebrate life together in Jesus' name. In Acts 4.33, it says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon just the preacher. And great grace was upon the deacons only. No, thank God, great grace was upon them all. That word great means mega. That means that big grace and big favor was on the early church. What belongs to the early church belongs to this church. What this is saying that something was on them, bigger than them. From the least to the greatest, the favor of God was evident in their lives. In Proverbs chapter 19 and in verse 12, it says that the king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as dew upon the grass. Oh, hallelujah. His favor is as dew. In other words, it was on all of them. It was dew on them. Oh, praise God. His favor on your life is as dew upon the grass. Now, here's the good news. You and I can grow in grace. You and I can grow in the favor of Almighty God. Now, I believe it's in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 17. It says, to grow in grace... To grow in the grace of God. Is that the scripture? No, that's not even near it. It's 2 Peter 3.18. I think. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I just about... I, I thought I was going to call my mom, but she's in heaven. I can't talk. <laughs> Let's read verse 18 together. Read it. Ready, read. But grow in grace... And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to Him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. So can we grow in grace? Now, one way, but not the only way, that we all can grow in grace is through humility. Somebody says, well, where's that in the Word? Well, I'm glad you asked. James, the fourth chapter. And look at verse 6. James chapter 4, verse 6. Let's read it together, guys. But he gives more grace, wherefore he says, God resists the proud. So who does he give grace to? He gives grace to those that are humble. And that does not mean some sort of religious self-degradation True biblical humility means that you're totally dependent upon Him. 
that you're totally dependent on Him for your breath, for your life, that your all and all and your complete trust is on Him. You know, Jesus said in the book of John, He says, you cannot do anything without me. Have you found out that to be true? So then why do we attempt to do things without him? Anybody ever tried to do something without him? We have two honest people here. Some of you better humble yourself before this day is out. (laughs) Totally depend upon him for the decisions that we face in life. Sometimes we we step out and we say, okay, this is the right way to go. But have we checked with him? Are we humble enough to check in with headquarters? The Bible says that we are to do what? That we are to acknowledge him in half of our ways. No, we're to acknowledge him in all of our ways. And when we do that, what happens is he will begin to direct your paths. You know, there's a way that seems right unto man. But not all the ways that seem right to man are the ways of God. And so therefore, when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, He will bring exaltation into our life because we've depended upon Him and we have put Him first in our life. I'm telling you folks, there is grace for your race. There is grace for moms. There is grace for employers. There is grace for deacons. There's grace on the job. There's grace for you. What not to say or what to say. The grace of God is all around you and around me. And I'm telling you, with enough of His grace in your life and on your life, you can be an awesome parent. You can be an awesome dad. You can be an awesome mom. I want you to look at John chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. Everyone shout grace. Grace Grace and favor favor. for my race. In John 1, 14 through 16, it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of Father, full of grace and of what? Of truth. Notice verse 15. And John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And then in verse 16, it says, And of his fullness have we all received. Now, I like this statement. And grace, grace for grace. Young's literal translation says, Grace over against grace. It denotes to us that this grace is layered and it's stacked up and it's really readily available for those that will access His grace. One way that we access the grace is with our faith. Now, you ready to shout today? I don't know if you are or not, but I, I'm going I'm I'm to encourage you to anyway. I want you to look at the Amplified Version. This is some good material here. Notice this, in verse 16 it says, For out of his fullness, out of his abundance, we have all received, we have all had a share, and we were all supplied with, now notice, one grace 
after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift. Layers of His grace. How in the world would that affect you if you had layer upon layer of His grace available to you every day? I'm here to tell you this morning that His grace is our help. Anybody here ever need any help? I'm going to raise both my hands. Sometimes Brenda looks at me and says, Lord, help the boy. Jesus, help the boy. Grace is our help. Favor is God helping you. I love Hebrews 4.16. It tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace. For what reason? That we may find help. That we may obtain help for our lives in our time of need. Thank you, Father, for your help. Thank you, Father, for your strength. Thank you, Master, for your wisdom. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for grace upon grace. Just raise your hands up right now and say, Lord Jesus, I receive the grace of God in my life. In Jesus' name. What does this mean when God helps you? This means it's things that you have not been able to do you will be able to do. Or, let's say it this way, things that were once a struggle become easy. Or, things that you've come short in, up in, you can put behind you and have victory over. You see, the grace of God means this, that if you have fallen short of the glory of God time and time again, if you yielded to temptation time and time again, with enough grace in your life, he will be able to keep you from falling into that anymore. Say it with me. With enough grace, with enough grace I, can do all I can do all and be all that he wants me to do and he wants me to be. And so number one, we tap into this grace by depending on him and being humble. Number two, there is what the scripture calls the word of his grace. In Acts chapter 20, in verse 32, it says this. He says, and now I commend you to God and to the word of his what? And to the word of his grace. And what does the word of his grace do when you apply it? Which is able... It's able to build you up, but not only build you up, once you're built up, you will be able to embrace his inheritance that he has provided for you. When you get into the word of his grace, he's going to show you things about your life. He'll show you things about your children. He'll show you things to come. He'll show you and make clear his path and his plan for your life. But if I do not have strength to embrace his plan, I can be kept out of my inheritance. I'm telling you today that God's got a plan. He's got an inheritance. He's got great things in store for each and every one of you, no matter what your age might be. 
But in order for us to enter into this inheritance, to enter into this great plan that He has for us, we must subject ourselves to the Word of His grace. I'm telling you, the Word of His grace will not keep you weak. The Word of His grace will strengthen you. The Word of His grace will empower you. The Word of His grace will help you, hallelujah, go in and possess the land that God's got for you. Somebody shout Amen. And so Paul said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. How many of you sense in your heart that God's got some great things in store for you? Man, I just want to encourage you, don't give up on life. No matter what your age might be, as long as there's breath, as long as there is life, there's more for you to do. Amen. Now look at Psalms 5, verse 12. You can stay with me for a few more minutes today. Psalms 5, verse 12. Look at this scripture. I mean, that's something to rejoice about. Thank God for his word. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I don't know where I'd be without the word. I don't know where I'd be without the Holy Ghost. And I sure don't know where I'd be without my wife. And I know, Raul, you can say amen to that twice. Incidentally, Pastor Tom, did you bring your poem today? <laughs> I asked Pastor Tom to, to read a Mother's Day poem. You forgot your, you better have it by the second service. How many of you want to hear Pastor Tom's poem? That's a third of you. Okay. All right. Next year. <laughs> Somebody laugh a little bit. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Amen. Psalms 5. Notice with me in verse 12. These are life scriptures. These will get on the inside of you. If you'll just meditate just simply on a few of the things that have been said today, it will change your life. In Psalms, the fifth chapter in the twelfth verse, it says this, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. Well, what will he bless us with? With favor. And he will compass us about as with a shield. The Amplified says it like this, as with a shield, you will surround him with goodwill, pleasure, and favor. The world's looking for that. The world's trying to position themselves and to place themselves in relationships that will give them favor. The world climbs the ladder, if you will, of success. But you know what? Jesus already climbed the ladder for you. He came out of hell. Jesus already positioned you in the highest place, seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You do not need anyone to qualify you, for he has already qualified you. Now, that doesn't mean that you become irresponsible. No, we do our best in life. We put our best foot forward in life. But friends, when the favor of God is upon you, it doesn't matter where you grew up. It doesn't really matter what your education may be or not be. When God favors moms, when God favors dads, when God favors his people, he opens up doors that no man can shut. I said he opens up doors that no man can shut. 
We serve a God of great grace and of great favor. And our text says that great grace was upon them all. Amen. Oh, man, I love it. Thank God for his favor. And so he said that he would bless the righteous and he would encompass us as with a shield. To surround means to encircle, to protect. I'm here to tell you this morning that God's favor will protect you and it will preserve you. And when his favor is on your life, it will also protect your loved ones. It will also preserve your loved ones. Do you suppose our loved ones need some preservation? How about you? Do you suppose you could use a little protection? I mean, just get on 880 for a few moments, and you know you need some protection. You need some preservation. That's what God's favor will do for you. It will protect you, it will preserve you, and it will protect your loved ones. Say this with me. The favor of God surrounds me as with a shield. I mean, this is long, long before Star Trek. Long before that, God had a force field. The favor of God is encompassing you like a shield. Now, what is this, what is this favor for? Well, this grace... In this favor, it is a heaven real, heavenly reality. What is this favor? I believe this, that it is the manifest presence of God. It's the peace of God. It's the protection of God. It is strength of God. It is the very essence of God himself. Now here's the good news. This grace and this favor that is so great isn't just for Sunday morning. This grace and this favor that is so great is not just for young people. It's for all of God's children. Now notice this with me in Psalms 30 and verse 5. And uh, some of us can get happy on the first part of this verse. For his anger endureth but for a moment. Everyone goes, shoo. Thank God. But in his favor, there's life. Now, it's true that weeping may endure for a night, but what comes in the morning? Joy is coming in the morning. How many of you know storms don't last forever? You may be going through hell right now, but when you're going through hell, I've got a word for you, don't stop. Just keep moving. Because he's with you and he's for you in the valley of the shadow of death. In the Amplified Version it says this, For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. Or in his favor is life. And so this favor is ever present in your life. How many of you thank God for the favor of God throughout your whole life. You know, one person said, if you find a turtle on a fence post, you know it had some help. (laughs) 
favor is going to get you some places you couldn't ever get to by yourself. The favor of God is going to give you an advantage for success. Oh, thank you, Lord. When God gives you his favor, he will enable you to stand like a mighty mountain. In his favor, there is life. All of us face battles. I can remember the battle that we went through just to get permission to have church in this X movie theater. I can remember that battle. How many of you remember that battle? But listen, friends, whatever battle you may be facing, listen to this statement. The favor of God in your life will enable you to win battles that are impossible for you to win in your own strength. Without the favor of God, we're sunk. Now look at this verse in Psalm 44, verse 3. Psalm 44, verse 3. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them, but thy right hand and thine arm and the light of thy countenance. Why? Because you gave them favor. You gave them favor. Maybe you've been in a court case before that looked bad and looked poor. Maybe you were the guilty person, but God gave you favor with the judge. You know, maybe you faced something with your home or some sort of situation that you just looked at and said, man, in the natural realm, there's no way. But you know the God of favor will make a way and does make a way for his kids. And lastly, I want to just say this. In Psalms 41, verse 11... He says this, by this I know that you favor me because my enemy does not triumph over me. Stand up, everybody. Let's raise our hands and thank him for the favor of God today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your great favor upon all of us. Thank you that your favor is rooted in the grace of God. So right now, this morning... I want us just for a few moments just to access this grace, this favor with our faith. Come on up, Pastor Tom.